0: Welcome to the Stacked Supplement Podcast, the premier source for supplement news and reviews. Welcome to another Stack Supplement Podcast interview. And with me today, I have uh, the one and only and, and the first person we've ever had on this podcast from an ingredient company and in, uh, Matt Titlow from Compound Solutions. Welcome. Hi. Hi, Shane. How's it going? Good, man. So. Like I said, you're the first uh, person I've had on the podcast that's not from a brand of any sort, functional, sports nutrition, whatever. Uh, I've known you for, I don't want to count. I think it's been a while. It's been a long time. <laughs> um, yeah, too.
1: Yeah, thankfully, we're not aging, right? It's why yeah, wine it's, that ages. We don't.
0: We say this, well, we look the same to each other, which I think is key. So we're not going <laughs> to look any different in each other's eyes. But so you've been, you've been around a lot longer than I have in the industry. And and I thought that you would be a great person to start with on the whole topic of just sort of branded ingredients because my dates aren't too great because like I said I started in the industry 2010 actually probably 11 or 12 and at that time there weren't like they they weren't that many branded ingredients and by branded ingredients I mean you know ingredients that's similar to something you've got out there or not out there or a blend. And it has a branded name, and that name is kind of what people have come to know it for. Uh, At that time, I think early on, Carnison was probably one of the earliest I remember. But in my opinion, it was when tea cream and dynamine kind of burst onto the scene that people started knowing ingredients for their names. Uh, And I think, like I said, some people will refer to dynamine and tea cream as just Dynamine and tea cream. They're not going to know it. anything else and i think a lot of others have done it but i guess carneson you got a tea cream dynamite you guys were some of the earliest earliest to really just push that and you've been around a lot longer than me what was one of the i guess the the big ideas to really just market the ingredient by themselves and not necessarily um to just put them in formulas and let them let them have their own way
1: yeah, I think it's multifunctional so, or multifactorial. So like IP, for example, one, is, one thing is you're sitting there competing in commodities. Let's call it lucy. At some point, you've got to differentiate from the commodity. That is just a very, very simple baseline. After that, it's marketing, right? So one, you want to convey it's different. Again, that's intellectual property. It's patents that you're literally representing that. That wrapped up in a brand. The second is Nike's been uh, impactful on the marketing side for years. So why are we not taking those lessons? Let's take Intel and the big Intel Inside yes, campaign yeah, yeah. years ago, right? So why not just take those lessons? You know, this is very easy to simply just. Uh, you Let's call it reshape the wheel. You don't need to reinvent it, just smooth it. So early on, we smoothed the wheel. We wouldn't create it, we just smoothed it. So with carnison, for example, that name was a representation of the IP. Right? their patent there you know are and were you know there, there were and continue to be patents on you know beta and that had to be uh, differentiated from generic. So that was the purpose. Now with diamond and tea cream, again. There are patents associated with that. So that was the first and foremost. But after that, you want to go beyond just branded ingredients. So I would argue that it's not simply a marketing campaign. It's an indication of a purpose. So like, for example, uh, when Tea Cream launched, we were trying to convey the mind's role in physical performance. We were trying to say that if you don't think you can deadlift, you know, three or 400 pounds, a couple hundred kilos the fact is you're not going to and that dopamine and the activation of dopamine receptors are key to physical performance just like an olympian is envisioning how he or she's going to get to the finish line prior to actually getting to the finish line this is what we're trying to do in supplement form and that name the brand and ingredient is wrapping up
0: all those let's call it philosophies so it was kind of like an evolution, basically, like, uh, like you said, you didn't want to, you came up with these awesome ingredients, these cool innovations. And like I said, you really marketed them by themselves. And so the people came to know them, tea cream, dynamine, uh, just, Dynamine, just, just on them. And then they would in turn go find them and see them in products. And I thought that was just one of the things that I thought I don't know exactly when it happened. I just know it happened somewhere mm-hmm. around like 13, 14, 15. And I think tea cream and dynamite were just these big drivers that, because again, for a while, it was, you would look for an ingredient and you'd see a branded version and brought that extra trust, that extra reliability, that extra quality, right. like you are saying, like uh, marketing to promote the the differentiating factors. But then it was when you get these things and, I, and, and you've kind of, compound solutions is just, push this whole thing along because i think time tea and dynamine were the beginning but you've gone and taken that concept that just seemed to work incredibly well and like said, you're building these ingredients on the names and you've got a whole host of things now that people know by the branded ingredient name because it's just been marketed and just right. the story's been told so well i think pico2 is a great example amino 9 people know that it's got the ea's and amino 9 but they don't call it an EAA, they just call it Amino-9, they're not gonna, like, it's just become known for that. And you know, I just think it was just awesome to see that transition, was that kind of, since obviously t cream and dynamine work so well, was that sort of the process that you took with these other ones that followed on, just sort of, like to pushing the, the, the effects and just building names on their own? Right,
1: it's not so random and superficial. I think it, the, the foundation is research. So, <clears throat> NIP, so let's say Carnison, for example, that start actually, and I've said it uh, prior, is I'm, I'm still thankful to, you know, explode, you know, back then it was BSN. So they're the ones oh, yeah. who kind of helped um, in a collaborative relationship, uh, get that to, you know, uh, excuse the pun to kind of explode on the scene, right? That was, was it, the, was it in the
0: first, you know, explode? It was, yeah, back in the day, right? With I was going to say, because I don't remember those, like, the octagons. first <laughs> yeah, it
1: Yeah, right. it was like, if you remember that BSN logo, we had like the reflective label. Oh, wow. And it had like those, like, uh, I guess they were octagons or hexagons in, in a triangular formation. Yeah. That original BSN logo, that's what actually put, you know, or vice versa, but let's let's be real. Like, uh, explode helped, you know, uh, Carnison become, you know, what it was. And then yeah, after that. After that, it was Jacked. So that was probably 20... That was probably two thousand.
0: Man, you go before my time, because I don't even remember these things.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that was, uh, that was probably 2009.
0: Yeah, that's late around 2000s. There.
1: Or maybe 2008, actually.
0: I don't know. Let's call it late... Late 2000s. What did you say? Late, late 2000s.
1: 2000s. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, and then after that, it got into Jacked. So Jack 3D. So I forgot that,
0: too. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. So Gessler was, like, creating just this massive online presence, man. I mean, it was huge. I remember what, calling him one day. He's like, Matt. He's like, all right, show me my ads. I was like, um, what ads? He's like, exactly. So he <laughs> was creating this insider group that was just massive, right? And now we just take yeah. it for granted, right? Everyone has a Facebook group and they had their
0: yeah, yeah, insider,
1: get your free coupon or you get your coupons, get your, get your, you know, try out my, my product first sort of a thing. Man, that guy created a, a, a fan base, you know, online that was at that time. There's the USP labs, right? USP labs, yeah, man.
0: Yeah, I remember being at the barbell uh, group thing that they had. I was actually hooked into the email on that. I was... Oh, yeah. signed up you got the early releases you got the, <laughs> the 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 early discounts oh man right
1: so yeah that was unprecedented like what he did there you know getting that the you know just rallying you know an audience so he had hundreds of thousands in that insider group and uh he used a uh, carnison as well and that volume back then was nuts man back now people run 10 or 20,000 units and they're like love and life, right? Maybe 30,000 units in a month, (laughs) you know, I mean, and we're talking, uh, I don't think it's confidential or anything, but uh, I'll just say like hundreds of thousands of units, you know, Mm -hmm. in in a month, in a month. Um, and now we have a couple of players doing that. Uh, but a couple, uh, there were times when there were, you know, it was NO explode and jacked and, you know, a couple others I could do that serious volume. Now it's more fractured, uh, and so running fifty thousand units is, you know, you're 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 doing really well. But back then, man, hundreds, many many
0: hundreds every month. Do you think it's the the because because like I said, uh, you got you got you got Pico two now, mino nine, you got several others, and they're making names for themselves. And like I said, you guys are marketing them heavily by themselves to the point where, like you said, you they know them. You, they know the ingredients by the name, not by right. necessarily what's in it or what it actually is. They're not calling it right. um, so-and-so's agmatine. They're calling it the actual version of the agmatine. Same with right. glycerol and glycicize, and the list goes on. But right. it's obviously, you mentioned Inno Explode, you mentioned Jack. Those are key, key products. Do you think that's right. still present today? Because I think we just saw very similar with the uh, gym X one of the, I would say one of the biggest pre-workout launches I've seen in a very long time. Right. Uh, do you think being a part of these giant launches like that, um, like Carnison back in the day of NL Explode or the original NL Explode and obviously Jacked and do you think is still kind of key to be a part of these, just these massive launches just to get your ingredient in there and obviously have that awareness with you? Because I saw, because I'm pretty sure it's tea cream, tea cream's in the pre-gymx, isn't it? Yeah, both. It's mostly dynamine. Uh,
1: dynamine with a touch of uh, tea cream. And, you know, ironically enough, that uh, that uh, ratio is roughly a study that we're going to be uh-huh. uh, launching here uh, imminently. It's actually uh, the protocol is just signed off on. So we'll be running that in 2022. So it just so happens that that ratio of, of caffeine, dynamine and tea cream is roughly the ratio that we have in a new protocol. So um, like I was saying, uh, or to answer your question, yes, I do think it is uh, relevant uh, today, just as it is, uh, just as it was, you know, to be in some of these uh, major launches. But I think the foundation, like I said before, is a lot more deep. It's not so superficial. It's, uh, you know, the foundation is research. So why tiny, and have even relevant all, all these years is research. I mean, we don't recycle. We don't take an old ingredient, just recycle it or change it a little bit, and then you know call it something else you know we we are really engaging in um millions of dollars in research, so we're seven years into this, maybe even eight, and we have three new clinical trials starting in twenty twenty two in twenty twenty one I think we published we had probably two or three as well, but we published i think two seminal ones in in gaming let's call it or like let's call it you know cognitive Esports performance gaming, yeah right and in 2020 we had something like five or something ludicrous right in, during the pandemic so our relevance isn't because it's simply you know branded in marketing and yes we are going for that right and we do um feel we were one of the best and we are trying to Continually be the best and stay ahead. Absolutely, that, that's a thing Like in, in marketing and collaboration. But the foundation is what? Like, what are you marketing? Absolutely, uh, yeah. And, and and we're trying to market the fact that dynamite and tea cream are, are absolutely crucial to the enhancement of caffeine. We're trying to uh, market that they are crucial to functional energy. Like literally functionalizing the energy functionalizing energy means things like motivation and focus how do you get more than caffeine that's what we're trying to market it's not marketing like coca-cola yeah. when you know it's a cola it's marketing the new uses so for example we just discovered that tea cream uh, is uh, preserving dopaminergic neurons So when you look at an industry that's just putting more and more tyrosine in a product, more and more mucuna, that is not the way to go. That is not the formula you want. Because if if you keep on activating those dopamine receptors, eventually you drop below baseline just like you do with caffeine, right? If you inhibit adenosine with caffeine, you're going to drop below baseline at some point and need more caffeine to kind of get you back. Right, you're gonna. That's habituation. Well, you're gonna do the exact same thing. You'll have dopamine crashes if you keep, you know, hitting yeah, that yeah. that button. And go higher and higher is helping, and everything. Right. You can't just like go from. <laughs> remember, we did like one gram of, ty- uh, of citrulline is good. So six is better, and ten is even better than that. You can't do that with tyrosine. You can't do that with Mucuna. You don't. But this is t, t- cream is preserving those dopaminergic neurons, which is huge. So this sort of research, these new claims, um, this is what we're trying to, you know, uh, use as marketing fodder. So it's real, is my point, is deeper.
0: Yeah, so you and it kind of makes a lot of sense. Obviously, your you, your point is the the marketing and the I guess the presence in the market is 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 second to first, you gotta have the the ingredient, you gotta have the science, you gotta have the back end, and you gotta have the functionality that's an interesting point because like there's another way of thinking it because like I said, for me, tea cream dynamine was kind of the first and carnosine and as well, obviously is uh, some of the earliest well-branded, well-marketed ingredients. And, um, but I guess before, I don't really recall, because again, you don't really get any ingredients that kind of had those studies or benefits or effects promoted alongside them. And, and, and I guess that's a, that's a that's an interesting point it's a strong point that i actually did really think about and i guess that's because you can't really have the marketing without the uh obviously the substance behind it right and, and that's uh, where you think
1: it. that's where i think you get trends yeah right so like someone will come in and come out like it'll go in and go out is because they don't have the research that lends itself to years and years of you know relevance so mm-hmm. you'll have
0: something you
1: know come in for a year or two, be cool, drop out of favor, whereas t and Diningman have been relevant for
0: They've been, since they, since they came about, they've kind of, do you think that's sort of the key part is that you've, you've just hammered on the research and just kept it, like you said, relevant. Do you think it's still kind of hanging on to the, not hanging on, but just its actual effectiveness is keeping it strong too, because obviously they have their benefits. People are now fully aware of them. Do you think that's sort of, that kind of knowledge that's already pretty much out there is keeping them strong? Or do you still think the, the other, the additional studies just, just to keep them coming, just to keep proving and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think the relevance is contingent on uh, studies. Okay. Frankly speaking, you're just getting deeper and deeper. Uh, and that uh, that's what, that's what we're marketing. Right. So we're going to, the minute we stop, studying this minute we stop learning is a minute that this stops being relevant you know dynamite and and, and pico too so uh yes i believe that marketing can hold it up for some period of time right but at some time at some point the consumer is going to you know feel like they're not getting a return on that investment in that product so you look at like c4 ultimate for example you know it's a fantastic product right and and what a tub you know, i bought a tub the other day i have it right here with me <laughs> it's amazing right i mean it, it really is about the mind's role in physical performance right it really does you know function you know that functionality is contingent on us continually discovering new doses and new ratios it, it, the marketing can only last so long
0: i kind of get that because when tea Korean dynamine came out, you never really had those gaming specific benefits, which obviously, if you didn't keep the research going, because now those have been marketed and put, tea cream has been put into gaming supplements and rightfully so with the benefits that come with it. But I guess, like you said, with the new studies and the new effects and the new, not even the new benefits, I would say the applicable areas, because gaming was around back when it came out, but it wasn't kind of the edgy areas getting into now it was just G fuel was around back then, if I remember, but that was kind of, that was it really. There weren't that many. Right. And I guess right. tickering, like you said, you've kept the studies going, you've kept the, the research, um, pumping. And now I guess it's, it's an agreement that's very applicable to that space too, which wouldn't have happened if the, the, the searching didn't keep going. Yeah. So if you're looking at like, for example,
1: uh, uh the years of uh, caffeine use right so we used to have remember it was like fully dosed right i was and i was blowed. and then it was like no 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 we got to do my right now it's and was like jack it's yeah. concentrated you know and then it was like you know the, the jack phenomenon and then it was like no no no, we're gonna go back to the gym stepani and do like the fully dosed full, you know so we have and flowed right well we did the exact same thing with caffeine right it was like man you know let's do like 150 milligrams of caffeine. That's a good and then point.
0: Like, yeah. Because it went yeah, up like, for man. a while, then it went down. Now, now it's creeping back up.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? We haven't flowed. So remember, it was like 300 mg was kind of like the new 100, right, with bang.
0: Yeah.
1: And like people are like, well, I know what's better than 300, 350, right? I mean, we laugh about it, but that's, that's,
0: that's what's happening. Now that I'm well, thinking about it, it has kind of gone down and then just gone back up again. It's currently going yeah. back up, I would say, the average. Yeah. It is. You're right. Yeah, we're we're
1: back at this like high stem stage. Well, uh, the industry's bifurcating, right? So you have one who's like, "Look, I'm gaming. I don't want jitters. Yeah. So I want 100, 150 max. You know, like some people are going as low as 60, but like 150 at G Fuel is the absolute max that anyone wants in gaming if they really care about performance. And everyone else is, you know, on a pre workout going, you know, 300 or some, you know, somewhere along those lines. Um, you know, you have uh, the energy drink market like Alana yeah. you Neum know, goes in Celsius at 200. Uh, so people can take multiple cans. But at the end, it was our gaming study at, you know, low doses, 125 mg that make t and dynamine relevant in that in that uh, space. So you end up having, you know, a, a study at, you know, 200 plus milligrams of caffeine and another one at you know, 125. And we've shown that you can get just as much benefit with low doses of caffeine, when you, when you add, you know, t as you do with high, high doses of caffeine. So you get, you know, the benefits of not having like the jitters or you have more accuracy, you have more precision, not just reaction time. You get the accuracy and precision by adding dynamite and t without just saying, you know what, I have a better idea. Let's go from 150 in G-fuel to 200. That's a good
0: idea. Right? You gotta have G Fuel Extreme. You gotta have G Fuel yeah. Max. You got yeah. <laughs> That's that's kind of been, to be honest, that's been a consistent in the industry though. The just the extreme, the hardcore, the max, the supreme, the the black versions. Just the it's just always, it's always been there pretty much since since the early days. At least when I've been around, they've always just had that. You got hardcore. You gotta have a hard like a more hardcore version. There's always there's always a better alternative. Right. It's interesting that you point out the caffeine thing because after you bring that up, I was like, it has gone back up because for a while it was coming down. Right. And I think uh, Ghost, Legend, Ghost Legend, they keep their, pre, their caffeine pretty low. Not right. low, but like not 400. I'm pretty sure it's like under three. Um, and I think now it's creeping back up because back in the Jack days, it was getting up into the 450, more common. Yeah. And it's come yeah. down. Now I'm, now I'm only just remembering because it's, now it's back up to like more common 400, 500. And it's interesting. And, and to be honest, the gaming thing makes sense to me as well. I, I game quite a bit. And for me, some people will say that to me, it's, I have a nootropic. It's got like 300 milligrams of caffeine. I was like, well, I gotta have, I'm going to have to half it because if I'm not in the gym, that energy is going absolutely nowhere. I'm not, I'm not taking <laughs> 300 milligrams of caffeine to just sit. Okay, And I understand that that the high caffeine for like a workout because your legs can use it, your arms can use it, your body can use it. But if it's just your brain using all of that, you're just sitting there just shaking. Even mathematically, it just doesn't work out. It just doesn't make sense that your brain requires the same. And yeah, I like the 160, the 150, um, 200 if they can sort of like delay it a bit. But typically the 150 is the same. I think if you're right, is nice nice sweet spot and they kind of set the the benchmark but because you guys have become a part of quite a few gaming supplements sort of just as the categories evolved and people have done more advanced formulas rather than just right. sort of the caffeine taurine and all that tea koreans right. found its way in there and it's um yeah. has that become like a quite a growing space for you because there are so many brands in that category that i just don't know about but I'll occasionally stumble across, and then again you see, you see compound solutions' presence. Is -hmm. it sort of as is it growing, or is it getting as popular as it appears to someone like me, who's more small nutrition, or is it sort of Mm -hmm. uh, if you kind of seen it grow and then flatline a bit?
1: No, it's definitely growing. the The issue is that the consumer, I feel like, is just getting used to supplements. So that. The consumer, I think the industry is waiting on the consumer at the end of the day. And the consumer rules everything in every industry, right? It's about the target market, right? This isn't an accident. So, uh, you know, if you talk to your friends in gaming, for example, they're not like, you know what? (laughs) You know what I need? I need, you know, I need a supplement, right? They're like, no, man, I need a new game, right? I need a console, right? They're buying chairs, they're buying console, buying controllers, they're buying, you know, they're not used to buying supplements, right? They're not like, man, shame. I got this killer lutein. Like, let's just let's just sit back and just take some like carotenoids, man. Let's just take some astaxanthin, some lutein. Like, it's obviously it's funny. It's kind of silly. So the industry is waiting. So everyone uh, went uh, rushed in, like, man, I got a gaming supplement. Like, let's do this, man. The market's huge. Well, yeah, the market's not ready. It's huge, but every day is another day in which a uh, a gamer decides to optimize his or her performance, yeah. which means it's another new consumer. And obviously we all know <clears> it's the biggest sport in the world, probably up there with soccer, uh, aka football. So I think you know, it's just uh, a bright future. Um, how we're trying to be relevant isn't to just be you know, inauthentic in space and say, like, look at us, we've got a gaming you know, ingredient. That, that's not it. Right? that You don't want to like just simply say, hey, look, I have this machine that shows that better reaction time and I'm going to basically use that as a surrogate for gaming. And then you just push it out there. Like you got, there are two things that we're doing. One is you got to be authentic with the brand itself. In other words, use the brand who's authentic, right? Yeah. Don't use us, right? Like we're going to market the best we can, but don't be who we aren't, right? If we're not gaming, we're not going to do it. Right? We're not going to like uh, pretend that we are because that, that space is super nuanced, right? So rely on your customer, right? Rely on the, the brand to, to deliver that, that authenticity. Now, what we deliver is authentic research. So for, from what we understand, we're the only and first to have a gaming uh, study on
0: a gaming platform.
1: With actual games.
0: Oh, that was the one that was from last year. I think was it was this year or last year? (laughs) It was last year. It's huge,
1: man. So we use State Space, probably the most relevant uh, in the world for gaming platforms. So people actually train to get better. So to actually show that gamers on a gaming platform improve not just reaction time, what you'd expect from caffeine, but precision and accuracy as well. Accuracy focus. Yeah. Like you actually shoot the right thing and hit it, right? Because we found that with caffeine, you actually shoot the wrong thing and miss it. Yeah. But, with, yeah. But, but you do with just caffeine only. That's with just caffeine only. But you do, you get, uh, you're, you're faster. Your reaction time is there, what you'd expect. But, but T-creen and diamine rescue that, that, um, that um, precision and accuracy. That is what's relevant to the, to the gaming uh, company is to say like, look, we actually used a relevant platform that you yourself, like your gamers, your team are using. That is how we are relevant. We don't try to act like we're gaming every single day if we're not. So I think that's, it's,
0: uh, it's, sure. it's it's kind of like early in the sports nutrition industry when you saw a, a big celebrity, a big bodybuilder, a big whatever. They say, ah, oh, this is part of my regimen i take this daily blah for recovery and i think you're slowly getting that because as the gaming category grows it's a, despite it already being absolutely massive i think the uh the supplements will find more room i think Razer, the hardware company uh when they came out with their supplement i thought that was pretty big much to like what you said it was the biggest well, if not one of the biggest uh gay many hardware companies out there and they did a supplement. It wasn't right. like anything supremely great, like it was caffeine right. and a few things, but I thought just them doing it and then showing their audience that it's okay to have a supplement and that there's reason to have one open the door. This was like two, three years ago, I think. Right. But it just made it, it normalized it. Like if your mom has a pre-workout, you're probably going to feel not as scared if you have a pre-workout kind of thing. Not that that's a great example, but like if (laughs) Razer does a gaming supplement and they make your keyboard, your mouse, your laptop, your streaming camera, your chair, like, well, shit, if they do it, it must be pretty cool. I thought that was a good uh, normalizer. I felt, like you said, it helped the consumer be okay. Because supplements, I still feel like some people give them that stigma of, being for juice heads and stuff like that, I still feel I like it has that, even a little bit. Even if it's like a, like because I when I was coming up and I my my grandma was always saying, you know, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I write about supplements said, Oh, oh, you still do the drug stuff? And I was like, you know what, <laughs> like, that's what you want to call it. But this not a, it's not her fault. It's just when she was brought up, that's how she always connected the two. And I think that's still out there a bit, but with these things like uh, the women's supplements coming about these, this bigger, bigger inclusivity, the gaming supplements, the uh, sports that aren't just bodybuilding, uh, even just brands that are full performance, like Pico two is a big part of incorporating benefits for uh, supplements that aren't bodybuilding just pulling away from the muscles. I say pulling getting again, further away from muscles. It just makes it more acceptable and, okay i guess to take supplements for performance because it is when i was growing up doing gaming we would game. we would just get an energy drink and we'd go right. from like 10 at night to eight in the morning and we just have that's all we had was energy drink because we knew it'd stay awake right. uh, but we never took it super serious like the training and the practice For that's the cool yeah. thing about gaming because if you suck you can just put it down and do it again <laughs> yeah like exactly at least in the gym, if you if you in the gym, if you fail a set, like there goes your energy. You're you're shot to shit. You're not gonna to do it again. <laughs> yeah, you're done. Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. uh, it's a different thing, but it, there are some similarities. And and I like what you were saying. Just you went for the consumer, and you're taking that approach because that approach, I think, will will pay off. Obviously, but once consumers become, I guess, gamers specifically, are just yeah, I'll buy myself a new mouse. I'll get myself a year supply of. Gaming supplements, there we go, we're done. Because, right. yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting way of putting it. And I, and I like what you're saying about the benefits. It's Because, um, I, like I said, I've always seen it as the marketing. Just I mean, That's because that's where I'm from. I obviously, we write about this stuff every day. And we just see the brand and the ingredient so present in all these supplements. And, I, and, and your point about just the research and the studies, it's right. pretty pretty damn obvious now that you pointed out that's obviously what's kind of keeping them there what's pushing them that's what's separating yeah. all these branded ingredients because there is a, a boatload now um right. do you kind of find that with like pico 2? because i think pico too came between game obviously came between the start of t Korean and then sort of t Korean moving into the gaming space do you right. find that because it was sort of pushing the performance side do you find that um cuz you've got so many now and obviously back right. when you did careen, it you didn't have as many is right. it, it are you still able to push all of the the research the focus in equal area or is it kind of like we're going to focus on Takerin this year or we're going to do this and- right something that your audience
1: might want to know is just the the expense you know and the time yeah. it <laughs> takes you know to to make it yeah to just to just to make it relevant to them is just realizing that hey look that brand who's making that claim is oftentimes relying on the, the, uh, the ingredient supplier, which is us. So they, so they might see uh, a brand, but the backbone of the industry is the ingredients. Yes. The backbone of the industry is us doing that research so that they can make those claims that are, that are on the package. So uh, other than us in terms of uh, the backbone is a, is a contract manufacturer. Most of these brands, are marketers they are not the actual person actually putting that capsule or powder in the in the tub so just for your audience maybe they know i don't know if they do or not but that that might be uh interesting for them to know is that the ingredient supplier is providing uh most of their research like some do their own research some brands but most of the research coming from the ingredient supplier and then the manufacturing the actual tub is coming from a contract manufacturer that's
0: just to that's one of the benefits i think you were saying earlier like because uh, obviously if you have a, a non if you have a, just a regular plain let's say citrulline for example but then you have a company that's done a study on the specific dose of citrulline they can only use that kind of study in the results if they're using that brand of version
1: right okay yes i exactly. mean that's an
0: obvious thing to me and you but i feel like like you were saying I, i'm not sure if that's something a lot of people notice it's kind of one of the reasons to use the branded ingredients is to not like just get the permission essentially to be able to promote those benefits and those studies right right
1: so let's see we get there right let's see okay like look we're going to not just be branded we're gonna have substance behind the brand like studies for example your minimum study you know, to to be kind of relevant in humans and have enough to get statistical significance is probably in that $100,000 range, Oh shit! roughly. That's probably the the lowest, right? Um, If you're looking at like safety, for example, like, because you want it to be generally recognized as safe, grass, for example, because you want regulatory compliance. The low end of that whole thing is probably in the $400,000 range, so now oh, you, wow. and you're only on safety, <laughs> right? You, you, probably somewhere in that range. And then you got to do efficacy. I just said, efficacy is hundred thousand dollars for a study on the low, low end. You're, you're probably looking in the hundred to 200 is, is really where you should be that, to have that's a per study. Like,
0: that's per like effect benefit, right? So if you wanted to study yeah. a specific, it would be per like each 200,000 kind of thing.
1: Right, exactly. So let's say you want to have significance in gaming, right? Like you want to actually study its mechanism. Like you, so you want to know that it, it works, right? So you have a gaming platform. So like you have better precision accuracy and you want to study like maybe how it works. Like you're studying brain waves or something like that. Yeah, you're looking at, uh, you know, uh, definitely north of a hundred, uh, maybe south of 200, you know, something like that per efficacy study so you know we've probably done 16 you know something like this if i had a guess somewhere in that range with dynamite and tea cream i don't have exactly you know beyond I mean, safety. It's, it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot so you you have to be in it to win it right you can't halfway spend you, you know you do those safety dollars. ones
0: are those safety ones sort of what you do before you kind of put it to market like Right. Well, do you do those after like it's out there?
1: Technically speaking, you should do those prior, toxicology at the but end.
0: You kind of that. gotta do like a invest like half a million just to get on the ground kind of thing. That's what you need to do. If it's Damn. a
1: new ingredient marketed after 1994 or 1992, sorry, then then yes, you have to have an NDI or like a new dietary ingredient notification or you know generally recognized as safe do, status. Do those
0: things apply to like like my example of the citrulline like if you have a branded citrulline that obviously would you necessarily need to have one for that? No. Or would, okay,
1: no, no, because that's been marketed after it's grandfathered in, um, or like prior to 1992, and is so it the
0: yeah, same with, in. Is it the same with like a blend? Like let's just say that there's something that's pre 94, post 94. Would they need the grass certification just because part of it's in there, or is there sort of a half rule there?
1: no it, it's it's by ingredient itself so if you okay. have anything in the in, in the blend that's post 92 then you gotta have regulatory uh, so status oh, yeah wow, okay. exactly yeah Damn. so like so let's take uh, <laughs> amino 9 amino 9 did not take that right because it's it's EAA. This is all and, nine, yeah right exactly if um if you're looking at like and dining, we had to do that. If you're looking at like pico two, those mushrooms have been around for you know decades, so we did not have to do that. We just had to go with efficacy, not with safety. You know, because those are grandfathered in. So it, it, another interesting anecdote for your audience that uh, who, who might want to know is caffeine is grandfathered in. Caffeine would be uh, illegal at current. Safety requirements, and here's why: you have to have a hundred times safety factor, typically. So, if you have, I think you've told me this before. (laughs) Yeah. So let's just say, like, uh, let's say you you have an ingredient that is uh, known to be safe. Let's say 100 milligrams, right? You have to have a hundred times safety factor to make sure that someone doesn't take a a massive dose and get sick. So that hundred milligrams that you thought was great is actually a milligram in practice, you know that that would be your your safe dose, and you're just praying that a one milligram is effective, right? Well, obviously it probably isn't. Well, can you imagine, you know, a hundred times safety factor on caffeine?
0: Does that <laughs> does that mean so? Just to understand it correctly, so if you had tear cream, so is that sort of limiting on the amount you can use? So like, so how, so let's just say like you submitted the safety at one milligram and right. then they tested it at hundred milligrams. Does that mean you can only use it at one milligram in yes. products? Oh, okay. So that would, so caffeine would be shit out of luck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would be, yeah. that wouldn't even, that wouldn't even pass at 10. <laughs> no, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Oh, wow.
1: Like I, people would be freaking out like coffee, tea,
0: that's not even. I would have also workouts. thought theohembi would be right up there. Um, oh my gosh! I don't so think Humbi anyone is... would handle 100 milligrams of that. No way. Not oh, a wow. chance in the world. Yeah. Interesting. So i so, man. So the grass certification's got to be like. It's. I guess that prevents sort of those stories you hear overseas where people accidentally, are having bulk caffeine and, the scoop's like too big and then they end up with like three grams. I guess that's a preventive of that very clearly. And mm-hmm. so dynamine cream went through all of that. Right. Exactly. Yes. Is it? Yeah, is the answer. That's crazy. So I'm assuming that was kind of what you're getting at. Is just sort of when you choose these ingredients to put into studies, are you limited more on sort of budget rather than, uh, I guess, interest? Because at that amount of money, <laughs> you can't be doing them every day. Right. You, yeah, you can't just, yeah,
1: you, you, you're limited. Yeah. Because, you know, your budget isn't, uh, isn't, you know, uh, unlimited. But the other thing you do is, uh, you know, and maybe your audience like, uh, will laugh at this and like this, but you got to try it, man. So are you going to spend just randomly a couple hundred thousand dollars? No, man, you ingest it. So we sit around and Have just you ingest done th-
0: things. Th- does, does that mean someone gave to Korean like a hundred times a dose? no but we were like experimenting yeah but before all this a a thing
1: you start you're ingesting it seeing what's going on you're like is this good i don't know man how about you how are you feeling you do all of that and then you go to like a pilot and then you go to like a real spend the real money so um you don't like a bro, just,
0: you gotta do a bro study first yeah you gotta do a bro, yeah. bro study yeah
1: you absolutely right. do so the start is just like sitting around and just checking stuff out you it's it. pretty funny <laughs> Yeah, do you feel that? Yeah. Bro science leads to pro science, right? It goes from professional to professional pretty quickly.
0: Oh, that's crazy. And so, yeah, so I guess you kind of you kind of answered the question. There's just the limitation on coming out with new ingredients and and studies is just is is there a lot of places in the U because based on that costing that much, I I can't imagine there being that many places that offer that. Like Will you do these studies?
1: Yeah, there's definitely people around the world who are, you know, invested in this. It's not giant, right? It's yeah. not, you know, it's it, it's definitely um, like not, is, is it like cluttered. a wait
0: list or is are they always booked out, or is it just like I'll call you up next week and we got an opening kind of thing?
1: Oh no, they're definitely booked up. Yeah, they're definitely booked up because there uh, there isn't like a bunch of excess capacity. And you also have to be looking at you know uh, is it a contract research organization or is it a university and universities will oftentimes be less expensive but they'll be slow as molasses so okay. can you save money and 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 take the Anytime. time or do you need to go to a research organization that is really like um you know fast but
0: efficient you know a
1: little bit more inefficient and a little bit more expensive so you're, you're kind of wow. weighing those
0: Man, I didn't. Other than I, thought, I mean, like I said, I like I said to before the podcast, I had I had that one question, and now we've ended up here. And I thought it was, it worked out like it always does. We end up in a place where I thought I didn't know where we were going to end up, and I think that kind of information is pretty key to a lot of yeah. people. Because I, I remember you telling me the the safety hundred times thing, but it yeah. just it didn't stick. I, I bet it's yeah. going to stick now, and I I like <laughs> uh the comparison to caffeine because yeah if it wasn't grandfathered it would be would it be up shit creek because i think it's uh to, to still to this day i tell everyone when people say things like oh supplements don't work and i was like have you tried yeah. caffeine because that's a supplement yeah. right <laughs> yeah exactly and because we become so sort of reliant on it i feel like you forget but if i was like 13 And hadn't heard about anything and you and you gave me this 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 capsule and you said this will give you energy i'll tell you to go eat shit because this makes sense right right the fact that you take that and you do get energy is ridiculously magic yeah like it's as magic as it gets yeah all the other ingredients are cool do you remember hey shane do you remember your first dose
1: of caffeine like that it was wasn't it just like like heavenly
0: it's one of those things you just don't because I cause we have this people won't know this because it's it's an energy drink in in New Zealand. It's kind of like a uh, Monster and all that. They make different energy drink brands for different parts of the world, different markets, different flavors. And they have one in the there's one in the New Zealand, Australia called Lift Plus. A little yellow can. It had sugar in it, but I was like 13, 14, I didn't give a shit back then. Yeah, and exactly. I remember it was all over the the, the news. It was like the the coolest because they market it to younger people and so I didn't really know what caffeine was I didn't know anything about it like I just I don't know I was completely oblivious to it and they said oh that's an energy drink and I'm like yeah whatever like you don't really know because you don't know what you're about to get into right and I just remember drinking it like because we were going on a road trip with my family and I just remember drinking it and being like holy shit like it just elevated me And I was was stuck in the car, but I was like, (laughs) and I think it was 50, 60 milligrams of caffeine. It wasn't a lot. Right. But it was enough to be like, this must be what marijuana feels like, right? This this is some amazing shit. (laughs) And I was young and that's, and ever since then it was just, okay, so this is what an energy drink is. And so then obviously energy drink energy, energy shots were very popular around then. And we'd always use those for competitions for swimming and stuff. And, yeah, man. That thing is magic. It's magic. Yeah. It. But drinks was the first format that I had it because I never had yeah. pre workout until shit had to have been 21, 22. It was, and I think it was super pump max. Okay. And it was we'll actually, no, sorry. I was no 1920, 19, 1920. 19, 19, 20. It was super pump max and nano vapor from muscle tech yeah uh and 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 i think my friend said did you go try this it was one of the big fat scoops so oh, was, i remember i think it was pre it was pre-jacked well when mm-hmm. was probably out at the time but new zealand being like three years behind the world <laughs> we were still with super palm Oh, super Palm yeah. 250 sorry super Palm 250 and nano Vapor. and so it was uh and that was when shit got real and i'm like damn this is this is harry potter on steroids right now this, yeah. is, this is fantastic love affair well, you've al- you obviously well, i mean do you have do you remember your was yours a was yours an energy drink was yours a? mine was no explode your first caffeine experience was a pre-workout
1: it was a pre-workout oh my gosh i honestly could i was like seeing sounds i was like like you hyper elevated yeah uh, okay. I was it, like in the gym, but I mean, come on, man, l- look at me. I mean, uh, in the gym, I mean, I'm just like within my tens, right? But anyway, it was like, you know, just like a little bit like shaky because not because it was like too much per se, but I mean, come on for your first You've time. Never experienced like, it before. Never experienced something like this. I took a full scoop because I, I just thought that was the serving size, right? It never occurred to me like I could have scoop this, I could quarter scoop it, I could just taste it. I was like, no, man. I'm just going to drink this thing. And it was electric.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I never had the original. I did, did, Was it one of the, you know, explodes that had the peel back label? Yeah. I remember uh, it, those. Y- yeah, to, I think it was peel back. Yeah. Because you had different little, you had a little information on the inside. But yeah, because that was, like I was saying, if you pre-workouts are just the shit where if you're not in the gym and you're not prepared to do something, they're going to wreck you. Because, really, yeah. because yeah, you can't handle it sitting down, and you got about an exercise. And I think that it, it it's still it's cool to see where it's gone to today, though. Like I said, with the evolution of the category and the evolution of brands and branded ingredients, and I think companies like yourself bringing the innovation because, like, if it, if it wasn't for things that weren't grandfathered in, right, we'd be. I mean there still is some of that I think a lot of these uh, reliable ingredients that are kind of mainstays in every product like citrulline um betaine uh caffeine obviously these are sort of things that have stayed but it's all those little added ones that you've got that kind of just elevating things tea green dynamin pico 2 um, i think it's just cool to see and i think like you said it's it, it comes down to the the ingredient companies; those are kind of the ones people say brands need to push the innovation, but they're not the ones coming up with the uh, half a million dollars to get safety research. And the uh, right, it's uh, it's really up to companies like yourself. And like you said, it's not a it's not a cheap game to play. And that's four hundred thousand for safety, and that's not even knowing it's going to do well. <laughs> yeah, exactly right? That's why you're kind
1: of starting out with the bro science, right? Because you got to make sure that you have that effect
0: has it, you has know, it prior been, to actually engaging. Has there been anything that you've bro scienced? Actually, you're probably going to say this probably a lot, but is there anything you've bro scienced and just been like, this isn't, this isn't going to fly? Like, because it's one thing to say, this works. It's another thing to say, I bet you half a million dollars this is going to do well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, we, we just had one.
1: Actually, I just was, we've been i've been uh ingesting it for a long time probably like the last i don't know six months and i'm just like man i just don't think it has the the effect or the solubility in water or you know whatever um so yeah man it happens all the time yeah where you oh okay so you
0: you, oh is it any that you've gone through that you've haven't done as well that you've just been like i don't think you've dropped any that i know of not that i can remember
1: because no, of the make,
0: branded ingredients you have, there aren't you have quite a few, but there aren't many that are uh, required that that safety certification. Out there,
1: uh, we've had to go through quite a few of those. We had to go for, uh, through quite a few, but um, no, I think when we when we go and spend that money, we've done enough yeah, prior. Damn sure, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Alfred, if you know, you'd want to be, yeah, exactly. Like because we don't want to just you know, it has to be fully intentional, right? Yeah. And also you, that toxicology, if it comes back bad, you'll know a hundred or $200,000 into it roughly. So probably about 200. So your real maximum loss is probably on the safety is about 200 roughly, you know, cause then I mean, it's, maybe, it's, maybe 250.
0: You're still, you're still talking about like the companies that sort of speak innovation the sports nutrition brands that speak innovation and, sort of do these things though that's 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 a lot of damn money (laughs) it's a lot it's a lot
1: so yeah it's definitely not a cheap game to play but that's why you see uh a lot of people you know will just take something that's grandfathered and try to make it cool or take something without research and just brand it right because they're trying to avoid
0: it they just don't have the studies or anything and they are just sort of branded by the company themselves um and, and I feel like it's, we try and point them out because I've seen a few blends where brands have made these blends and they, they give it their, their, their brand name. And I'm, not a, I'm a consumer, but I'm not a consumer to the extent where like that would confuse me, but I get the sense it might confuse some people. Like if they see, you know, super energy blend in this product and it's three ingredients and it's branded with a trademark and then they see Pico too and it's branded with a trademark. I can see how they might think that those two are very much the same. That's exactly. and, 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 and I point them out, but I, I, I would be curious to know how much the consumers would pick up on these things. Because I, like I said, I feel like Pico2, just being an example, having that presence in this product and that product, that kind of helps it. Because when you just see one thing in one product and you're like, never heard of that before, you start thinking maybe there's something you know, something odd about that one. And I think it stands out that way.
1: Absolutely. So Pico 2 is different because it's one of the first adaptogens to actually test clinically if it works. Because we, we, people relied on centuries of, hey, you know, traditional Chinese or, you know, Asian medicine, you know, Indian, whatever. Um, so it's like ashwagandha. That thing took off when people started studying it. It's about saying, hey, it's good for everything because yeah. it helps you adapt. It's like adapt to stress, physical and mental well, what does that really mean? Well, when people started doing a study on actual stress resilience, or sleep, or energy, or testosterone, or, you know, whatever, they were specific and intentional with that study, ashwagandha took off, okay? Pico2, is started to take off because, you know, we did a study on, you know, uh, endurance, you know, like power, endurance, things of this sort, so like uh, VO2 max, and, you know, ATP production, and things of this sort, so that sort of um like intentional study you know led to some you know led to people go okay it's now valid i can now put it in my product put it in multiple products and to your point multiple products means credibility and the consumer then buys you know and is kind of intel inside right like they they go okay i will buy this product because this ingredient looks like you know something that I'd like, I think it, when
0: know, when they see it suggest. from product to product, kind of what we are saying about being in something like pre gym X. I think that carries a lot of weight when you see a brand that's established for like ten years, even though you guys have stretched well beyond that. When you see that mm-hmm. ingredient in there, you just like, well, shit. If it's in there, it's it's got to be as credible as the brand, right? Right. And then you see it in in a, a cellu core, then you see it in someone else, and I guess the last. Uh, the last area I want to touch on is, and I always like to try and get something new out of you, uh, out of all guests. Obviously, it's a little bit different because usually when I try and get some exciting tip or news from a brand, it's really easy because they're going to be doing a, I got a pre-workout in June, I got a protein in July, and yours very different because, you know, like you said, it's very expensive right. to come up with something new. Right, it's, right. Studies by themselves are incredibly... Have you... Uh, Because tea cream is, I guess, one of the most, tea cream and Dynamine, I would say, two of the most successful stimulants that aren't, well, that are regulatory done. Because obviously we have things like DMAA in the past that haven't stuck around. Um, Have you ever seen or have you attempted or are you attempting to get something like that, like another caffeine? Because I think it's, it's ever since DMAA and I find it interesting that you, know, you have things like teacrine and dynamine that have been bought in and safety and done things uh, by the book and they've done very well. But obviously the hard hit, like the really intense stimulants like DMAA, right. yeah, I feel like they intentionally, or they didn't do these things, whether or not they knew or whatever, like yeah. Yeah. they came and went and then they jumped onto the next one and jumped onto the next one. Do you think it's possible to have things like that and that we can have for good what do you think? Or if you, are you it, working it, on something it, like that, or yeah, yeah. I mean, we're always working on 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 that sort of stuff. So you
1: know, obviously, you know, you, you, you wouldn't expect me to start disclosing everything. But no, the no, bottom no. line is, yeah, we're we're always we're always working on that sort of stuff. And and yes, uh, your implication is true. Those didn't, those people didn't do it. It wasn't just to save money. It was because it was highly likely not going to be safe that 100 times safety factor.
0: I, yeah, I just realized I just thinking, right? I'm like, there's no way you're going to get a stem that's going to hit hard because it's got to hit soft at 100 times the amount.
1: That's it. <laughs> you just nailed it. So everyone's like, man, I just want a caffeine replacement. And you're like, so you can't man, really invent something.
0: It, you actually it can't. You have to have found something that has been around before the 92 month. That's it. Huh. And then you yeah. can get around the safety fact that will not get around, but you can bypass and Get them. around the
1: regulatory. You can bypass the regulatory. So yeah, you're looking at basically botanicals at, at the end. Because if you create a new molecule, then it, you've got to have everything we just discussed. That would be, so, now that
0: I think about it, it would be next to impossible for something to hit as much as DMAA and then not kill you at 100 times the dose.
1: Right. Now here's, now here's, here's the other issue. Is like, okay, let's say it's a botanical, right? Well, it has to be in the in the concentration found in the plant. Technically,
0: this was the thing about the geranium, wasn't it?
1: Right. Because yeah. now you got it. Because because what you want to do is you find something cool in a plant. Let's take a caffeine in, in coffee. Well, let's say you, did, you saw that you you found the next caffeine in coffee. Let's just say, and you concentrate that in the botanic, from the botanical, you concentrate it or you concentrate it in the botanical. Well, now it's not in its original form. So now you got to have grass. You have to get in there you have to have safety
0: do you have to find it like like obviously it has to occur in whatever right. source naturally right right but if you can find that source can you then do you have to source it that way or is there like like can you produce it synthetically or is it sort of another way to do it you just have to yeah. find it in that place or
1: yeah because obviously mass
0: production would be hard
1: Yeah. So if you're going, if you're trying to avoid the whole like safety thing, it's got to be in its original form. So like the plant, for example, prior to 1992, if you are going to synthetically make it, then yeah, like, and make it hundred percent, then you have to have grass on that. So like, Oh no, what I was
0: meaning, like, if you found it in a plant or whatever, do you then have to extract it from that plant? That way you can't like, well, well, I found it in a plant, but it's obviously cheaper for me to make it like this. Does it have to be taken from the plant kind of thing? Uh, for it
1: to be to avoid the safety, yeah. yes.
0: Okay, interesting.
1: I, I I believe so. I believe yes. I believe yes. Because like for example, dianine and are um, are uh, are copies of the naturally occurring substance. You know yeah. they're you know synthetically made, but they're copies of the naturally occurring oh, okay, substance. Yeah, okay, I see. What you mean. Right, so it's not the actual. But the you know, tea. It's not a, It's in yeah, tea, yeah. and, and, and but it's not the actual tea the... for selling.
0: They've got the safety certification and everything, so it doesn't...
1: That's exactly, so
0: that's exactly. Arguably, it would be like if we haven't found a stimulant like caffeine, it's probably not out there. <laughs> right. Well, at least that would, would be able to be applicable in the supplement space. Right, because they're, I mean, they're, they're...
1: I mean, look at my Wong, you know, like,
0: uh,
1: you know, ephedra and things of that sort. I mean, obviously it works, but we're not ingesting it right now. Because yeah. you know the FDA came down because you know we probably didn't get the safety. I don't know the exact history on that one, but the point is, is just get the safety and you're probably good. But, but I don't think you would have got the safety on
0: right. that. That's what I'm saying. I don't think you're gonna be able to get safety on a hard hitting stem because that's just it's never gonna happen.
1: Right. Because by definition, and, it's hard hitting.
0: And if you get something pre 1992, it's we probably would have found it by now right i mean it's not many not many plants out there that you would have eaten and then seen some animal in the wood darting around like they're on (laughs) track so i feel like we would have seen it by now right yeah that
1: would be an interesting that would be an interesting uh uh scenario and then if
0: you have to obviously isolate it down in a botanical it's going to be next impossible interesting huh i think it's uh I mean, that, like I said, I wanted to sort of question it, but you kind of answered that it's, with the regulation, it's next to not, not doable, basically. Well, I mean, the best you're going to get is, like you said, things like tear cream Dynamite, I think, are sort of the best branded stims you're going to try and get, but with the limitation of that 100 times safety, you don't have to be digging up fossils, and even then, it's... Uh, oh, wow. Oh it's tough. And so
1: for for your audience, uh, uh, maybe (laughs) just one parting idea that that they might be interested in is that as formulators is what we're all trying to do is create a symphony. If you ingest caffeine, it's like playing cymbals. You're just crashing, right? But when you ingest coffee or tea, it's more of a symphony. We're trying to reimagine coffee at the end of the day you're trying to reimagine the symphony you have to get all these parts to play together and play together so your mind and body don't feel disjointed right and if you and and you know some people say the word cracked out or stemmed out at the end at, at the end is really what they're what they're trying to say is it's imbalanced yeah how do you do that how do you create that balance that's like in coffee for example that's what we're all doing. So caffeine isn't the only answer. Dynamite isn't the only answer. t isn't the only answer. It's, it's taking thing. all of these and creating a symphony. And then you add in something like a pico Two and citrulline and all these others. And that's what creates the performance blend. That's why you have your stem complex, your neuro complex, and then your pump complex. You know, you see this in almost every label. Performance complex, it's because you're trying to create a, a, a cognitive symphony. Hmm. Combined with a, a physical symphony,
0: I tell you what I've learned. I've learned a lot more on this than any other podcast that I've kind of done. That's what we're trying. What we're trying to not just like
1: uh, report the news. We're trying to create some news, right?
0: No, because I think uh, I think I'm a, I'm I'm probably going to be similar to a lot of my listeners. I feel like they're going to so because you see the comments all the time that i like, where's the innovation, and now you're kind of given the answer. Like this is why you can't innovate. You have to innovate with what you have and within the limitations that you have. When people say, oh, you know, when we can get another stim, it's a lot more difficult than, uh, and expensive. than uh, than, uh, I think a lot of people know, and I think I, myself, I like, I knew some of these rules, but I never really put them together. Like you said, about the hundred times safety, it's next to impossible to invent a stim synthetically. That's not going to kill you or hurt you at a hundred times a dose. That's right. That's never going to happen, but it's an interesting point, huh? Well, uh, yeah, man, I thank you for coming on. This has been great. This has kind of been, this has been in enlight- This will be a very different podcast, but I think all of the listeners, I think they'll enjoy it. Um, and yeah, man, I look, look forward to the next, next big study from compound I Look, the next ingredient and uh, look forward to having you back on sometime soon.
1: Uh, I like it. I, likewise. I appreciate you having me on and hopefully we get to see each other and I don't know in Europe or wherever we're going to see, see each I'll other see you, next.
0: We'll, we'll see each other soon. Absolutely. All right, man. Take it easy.